I'm Cody Crab. I'm Johnny Flores. And we are the hosts of the Podcast Producer Survival Handbook. The Podcast Producer Survival Handbook is here to help producers, editors, and audio engineers succeed while freelancing. Hello again, our loyal listeners. Thank you for listening. Hello um, again. Yeah, naturally. it's we uh, we haven't recorded in a minute, so it's like uh, it's been a second. Yeah, the listeners don't know that. They don't know that. Yeah, yeah. as been, far as you know, it's just it, normal. <laughs> yeah, it's been a few weeks for us. So we typically start with like an update thing about something we learned or something like that. So I had this funny thing happen where so my wife, I, I was just telling Johnny before we hopped on, my wife has been out kind of helping her sister because she just had her baby and it's just kind of been me and the kids or whatever. And I kind of had this weird moment of like, oh, maybe I don't have to work as much as I thought I do. (laughs) Like I just was like, oh, I can't work today. And then I was like, oh no, I'm going to be all behind. And then I just wasn't (laughs) because I'm so used to just putting in way too much time and working like six days a week sometimes even. Yeah. And I realized like, even if you think you may not be able to take some time off, like just do it, just try and just you will, you'll make it work. That was a lesson I learned that has probably I should have learned like five years ago, but uh, at least I'm learning it at some point. So I'm going to, I'm going to straight up try like taking tomorrow completely off. No work at Good all. For you. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. You need to do that. As of when we recorded this every June, my dad comes up here. We're a motorcycle family and my birthday is like right around father's day. So, mm-hmm. and this riding trip usually falls right around that time, but it was nice. Cause I took two days off and I didn't bring any work, anything related to work. In fact, I even put a, a vacation notice on my email saying, I'm out of town. Nice. I do not have access to my phone. I don't have access to emails. I will contact you when I get back. Now, did I have a ton of emails to catch up on? Yes. But it was nice not to even have to worry about it or think about it for those couple of days I was out, out of town. Yeah. And, and it's that thing. We, we've talked about it before. Like You'll be more productive. You might be even more productive taking the time off because you have a chance to reset and kind of... I'm, you know. I'm actually... By the time when this episode goes up... So let the listeners know where this episode is going to be about podcast movement. We'll get to that in just a second. But yeah. because this episode will go up around that, I'm going to podcast movement. Do you think you're going, Cody? Or I'm kind of going back and forth. So yeah. I actually just found out that Outlier, which is another podcast kind of convention. It's a much smaller than podcast movement, but it's a, it's a decent size. It's going to be in Salt Lake City. Oh, nice. So I just found out that it's like pretty much down the street. I can literally like go like there during the day and come back at night. Like it's super, super close. So I'm kind of like, well, if I can manage to do that, maybe I can kind of skip it this time. But yeah, so I'm kind of, eh, we'll see, we'll see. But I, right now I'm kind of leaning toward no, but still, it's still open. Well, my, my point bring that up though, is like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take the week off before podcast. Oh, I see. Cause I haven't had like a good legit amount of time off in a while. So mm. I'm just like, I'm ready. I need a break. <laughs> yeah. The longest I've taken off since I like started with like literally zero work at all was I was going to say when I went to Norway, but it wasn't because it was a work trip. So I was yeah, like, dude, I was doing stuff while I was, but I, I didn't do any editing. Like I was literally, I signed off completely from my clients and I was doing stuff just for that company that I was there for. So that felt like a vacation. It was certainly well, it was mine, like I usually do, but mine was also overseas. I actually, we went to Ireland in um, May of 2019 for two weeks Mm. and that's the last time i took any significant time off so yeah you kind of just need to do it and it's it's yeah we we talk about this a lot but it's it's one of those things it's it's very hard to do as a freelancer because it's literally like if i don't work i don't earn money Um, well but yeah and and a tip for that is i have to front load and back load a bunch of stuff because (laughs) of course i have to plan not just for when i'm gone but when i get back so that there's that first back there's content coming out even though we didn't 
record for that time I was gone. That's right. Yeah. So there's a lot of planning that has to go into to taking time off if you're mm-hmm. freelancing. Yeah, that's a good note. That's a good note. And and I'll just as a, the final note on this, I'll give my little tip as well for a vacation notice. Instead of saying like, "Hey, can you record an extra episode?" or "Can you do this?" or what I do is I give them some easy options for that week. So I'll say, "Here are your options: record a new episode, just like you normally do. Just give it to me in advance." do a bonus episode. So maybe just record something that's much shorter and just like stream of consciousness kind of thing. And I'll just make it work. Release an old episode. So just have me go back and find one that I like and record Mm -hmm. a quick intro and I'll just release that or don't post an episode and everyone will be fine and nothing will happen. That's typically what I'll say. And then a lot of times they'll still say, yeah, I'll just get you an episode in advance, but I give them like no out. (laughs) Like if they're (laughs) they're like, I don't have time. Yeah. If they're (laughs) like, like, I have no time. Then they're like, well, okay, then don't do one. Like (laughs) we're not going to do an episode then. But yeah. Okay, cool. Well, and podcast movement is a great transition point here because that is like the time where you have to, there's a lot of planning going on and you have to kind of plan around some stuff. So we're going to, like I said, we're going to talk about podcast movement. Podcast movement has been both big in both of our careers. That's how we met. We, we, uh, we've both been to several in, even in just the last few years together. I've been to ones he hasn't been to and vice versa. Let's talk about, first of all, what podcast movement is, if you're not familiar with it, why people should go to it and kind of what the pros and cons are, and maybe some life hacks that people need to know if they're going to go, because there's a lot of little things that are it gets pricey. It does. It does. <laughs> and uh, I can, I, I'll have, I have a really funny story about that. But so first of all, what is podcast movement? If you've never heard of it, it's basically probably, I would say the biggest podcast conference convention, whatever you want to call it uh, in North America, probably even bigger than anything in Europe too. I, I would, would be say. very surprised if there was something else that big. The only one that I know of that even kind of rivals it is PodFest, right? Not yeah. And PodFest is only in Orlando, Florida, I believe. Yep. And uh-huh. it, it doesn't rotate. It's always in, yeah. I believe, August. So we, and podcast movement tends to get the bigger names and stuff like that too. So typically you get all kinds of people there, tons of like corporate people that are like selling their products. You get like people that are trying to get you to sign up for their hosting platforms and their apps that they made. That's how I found out about Riverside when I went to one. Oh yeah. Was, uh, yeah, it was at a podcast movement. I think I might have found out about Descript. Oh no, Descript was way before that. No, but there's several that I have found out about that I, I constantly use now. So. It's really good because also everyone kind of speaks the same language. So it can be really nice to just kind of talk to people that understand what the heck you're talking about when you're self-employed. There's not a whole whole lot of that. So that's, that was one benefit that I didn't even realize I was getting was I just would talk to people like you and you're like, you you understand me. Like you get it. We're doing the same stuff every day. So (laughs) that was really cool. So basically it's kind of your typical convention. You were in a big hotel, you get like the big convention floor where they've got booths and they've got just people walking around, giving out free stuff. I get all of my t-shirts from this now. Um, I, I do not buy t-shirts anymore. I get everything from there. I walked away with six t-shirts. Last time. That's where I get all my pens. Pens too. Yeah. I always, uh, always tell Sasha, like, don't buy pens. I will bring home a year's worth of pens. Yeah. And also dumb stuff where I'm like, why? I don't need a stress ball from blueberry, yeah. but okay. Now why, why would someone like us want to go to podcast movement? There's, there's a lot of reasons I have as well, but I'm curious what your main ones would be. Sure. I, oh, there's one thing you left out too. There are, tons and tons of panels oh duh so yeah the, the half the point of being there yeah yeah covering every level of podcast production starting mm-hmm. one audience growth all that stuff but why someone as a freelance production person would want to go is you will make connections you will meet tons of people there that are both in our shoes where they're freelancing 
or they're working for production companies. We met Michael in the LA one. We ran into him again at Las Vegas because there's two. I guess we should have said there's podcast movement and then evolutions. Podcast movement tends to be more broad and for everybody. Evolutions tends to be more industry people. Although and also only on the only like in like California and like in Vegas. right. It's only on the West Coast yeah. basically. Yeah, it's a good way just to like get your name out there, meet people, find clients. Cody's great at finding clients at these things, getting your name out there, building your bona fides, getting over imposter syndrome. All these are good reasons to go to podcast movie. I, I completely agree. And one of the other big things too, I think is, it sounds kind of gross to say it this way, but like your meal ticket, you never know who that person's going to be that like makes that kind of game changer connection for you. Yeah. Um, so it's, it really is like, it's just a way to just expand your network as quickly as possible. They've got really cool. They, they work with this really cool app called swap card where you can just like scan someone's badge. And like you just that have all their information and it's so easy. Yeah. So yeah. all the, everything you said, I completely agree with. And then I would also tack onto that production. People tend to be in the minority at these things. There's obviously a ton of them still, but like as a percentage, I mean, it's like it, freelance production. People is not, it's not the main people yeah. that are there. So I would say the production people that are there typically are there because they work for Wondery or they work for, right. Yeah. You know, the first one I ever went to, I ended up hanging out with like executive producers for, um, uh, Comedy Central's podcasting wing, oh, yeah. and I kind of yeah, insulted, yeah. yeah. insulted them because I said, "Oh, I didn't even know, <laughs> I didn't even know Comedy Central had podcasts." I just, I'm just aware of. Oh, I'm such a kiss up. I would have been like, "Oh, totally, yeah." Let me look at my phone for a second. Not totally not googling what podcasts you guys put out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's true. It's you get like you, there are like some really cool kind of high level connections you can make as and as a freelancer, I would say probably less than what five percent are are freelancers like us. I mean, it's oh, not it's the low. most common. It is not the most common people, no. which is it's a gold mine for clients because no. the, I would say the vast majority of people are there that are there are podcasters that are looking to grow their show or like they're starting to take it seriously. Like they're like either like we're going to start a podcast and we're investigating what that would take, or they're like. We started a podcast and it's starting to actually do something. Or we've um, plateaued and we don't know what to do. Or they've plateaued, yeah. But they're going to continue it. They're going to like they have, they're they're starting to really take it seriously. And the the note that I always think of is, and they clearly have some money to spend on it because they're there. So whether it's a, a corporation or a group or whatever, or just an individual, they've at least got enough budget to make the trip and do this all this stuff. So they're they're willing to invest a little bit of cash into yeah. the into the the production and, and stuff like that. So we probably won't talk too much about networking on this episode. We actually did a whole episode just about networking and it will not be our last. It is a massive part of what we do. So go ahead and check that episode out and we'll give kind of some podcast movement specific tips. But so details in 2023, if you're looking to go to podcast movement, like what are the deets? What are the dates? What are the prices? So this one's taking place at, in Denver at the Gaylord Rockies. Cody and I kind of broke the uh, – Sort of cracked the nut on this last year at Podcast Movement's yeah. Evolution Las Vegas. But the main one is typically in August. This year's 2023 will be in Denver from Monday, August 21st to Thursday, August 24th. Mm. And the Gaylord Rockies, if you've never been to one of the Gaylord Hotels, that's where the one in Nashville was where Cody and I met was. They're these huge compounds. They're like a, they're like eight hotels and typically some sort of fun feature like a water slide or something like that. And just this massive footprint. Yeah. Um, hotel convention center. And like the scale is unbelievable. The one in <laughs> we'll Nashville, lost in it. <laughs> the one in Nashville had like five convention centers. Like there were multiple conventions going on at the same time. Yeah. I don't Not know how interfering with each other. I've <laughs> yeah. been to, I've been to convention centers where you're like, which, which one is this? Right. No, like, I went there to was one none of them. <laughs> I went to one where it was podcasting on one side and then some sort of law enforcement thing on the other. When I walked up, the lady was like, <laughs> You're with the podcast one, right? I was like, yeah, how could you tell? She's like, I can tell. You're over here. <laughs> <laughs> it 
to be fair, like we got the look. I would say we've got the look. Yeah, we don't um, look like cops. <laughs> definitely all. not. Yeah, um, definitely not. That's the other thing too, is that these tend to be a little bit nicer hotels. So you may be tempted to go, oh, well, I'll just stay down the street and no problem. So let me tell you my saga of being stupid with hotels on in podcast movement. I did that when I, when my first, I went to my first one in Nashville in 2021. I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just get some whatever crappy like days in hotel down the street. I'll walk there. So I, I Google it, right? Oh, this one's half a mile from the convention center. Easy. No problem. I can get there quick. There's fast food also close. I can, you know, whatever. What you don't think about is the fact that these are so huge that half a mile on paper is actually like a lot more <laughs> because it's not a straight shot. <laughs> it's well, and, and it's not half a mile to your destination. It's half a mile to the edge of their property. <laughs> so, so you're like, I literally, I measured it and I, it was more like two miles. So by the at the end of the day, I was walking two miles every time I want to go back to my hotel and I didn't want to pay too much. because I was trying to be cheap and not do Ubers and stuff. So then <laughs> and it depends on where it's at. Like podcast movements evolution last year in Los Angeles, I got a hotel that was, blocks away so it was easy to walk there podcast movement the big ones like nashville i did the same thing our hotel was half a mile away it took me forever to walk into the facility and then get to the convention center so that's that's my first <laughs> advice it seems like it's really expensive like i think you mentioned it was two, 239 a night for just kind of the basic no room. yeah this year at the gaylord rockies it's 239 dollars a night yeah so honestly you're going to think, oh, I can save money by doing something else, Get, renting a car and getting a hotel site. I promise you that no matter what math you're doing, this is going to be cheaper. Like, yeah, it's going it, to be cheaper. I was looking at hotels near here, near the Gaylord Rockies, because it's closer to the Denver airport, and there's not a lot anywhere near that Gaylord Rockies facility. And I and they do this, I'm pretty sure, on purpose so that you're there at that convention center. You're there at that hotel. Yep. It's, it's a monster. It's huge. It's monstrous. They've got features there to like kind of keep families there so you don't really have to go outside of the hotel too much for anything yeah that's the they, idea. they did this yeah. intentionally yeah a lot of the future main ones the main podcast movements will be at other uh gaylord facilities they have some kind of partnership yeah yeah they must like the next one in next year's in 2024 is in dc i think the one after that might be in san diego which is really rare but all these are at Gaylor facilities and they're nowhere Wait, near a, I missed when you said San Diego. When's it going to be in San Diego? I think in 2025, there's going to oh. be one in San Diego. I, I looked this up, but gotcha. I, I didn't write anything down about that. But so, yeah, it is. You're kind of paying more, but it's really worth it because you could just it is a lot of walking and you can just go up to your hotel room, take your shoes off, take a nap. And then when you're ready, go yeah. back downstairs. And that's the other thing, too, is that there's a lot of things that you don't really think about. Like it would be really nice to just not have to go anywhere like you just go downstairs instead yeah. of so yeah I, I highly recommend you stay on site you're going to spend a little more maybe a little bit more money on something like food although we will get to that but honestly the trade-off is just immense and it's really not that much more if it's even more expensive it might it, actually be cheaper. It, it is way more expensive i i looked into pricing hotels for this one and it was about a four hundred dollar difference well but it's hard um, to calculate though because you're also like you also have to consider if you stay on site you have to probably eat like what's there or do our life hack that we're going to talk about yeah. or you're going to have to. And if you stay on offsite, you can, you know, maybe have a, you, you might you be know, getting lift. You might have to pay for lift. Right. It, yeah. It, it's sort of, it is more expensive, but the time you're going to save right, is yeah. worth it. And the being able to unwind and relax easily is definitely worth it. Especially you're going to be putting in get. a lot of time walking around. You're going to spend a ton of time talking to people. If you're an introvert, this is an absolute necessity <laughs> to stay on site. So, okay. That's, that's, that's really solid advice. I think we should look at, um, tickets like what should you 
spin. There's the standard, like what's worth what? So there's the standard pass, which is have this recording. It just went up. That's the basic one. It's $319. The plus pass is 419. And then the pro pass is 619. And they all offer different things at those price levels. If you want to explain that to the listeners. Sure. Yeah. So, so you can look up kind of the really like every single line item details if you want, but the gist of it is they've got different tracks. So they've got these, we were mentioning they have like these courses or talks or whatever, and they have like a creator track. So like if you're a podcaster, that's where you should go or like an industry person track. So maybe like the software people or like the, the industry, the corporation type people will go to those. So they have different tracks. And the idea is the standard pass is like where the creators will typically go. It's just, you get into some of the stuff. The plus pass gets you into more of the talks and things like that. And then as far as I know, the pro pass is literally just the same as the plus pass, except for you get access to this industry networking lounge thing where it's like, oh, you can go and like do a meeting and like have some privacy. And I'm going to say what we're both thinking. It's BS. That last one is ridiculous. <laughs> so I actually got that the first my first year thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just use that room to like connect with people or whatever. But guess what? Hotels massive, tons of places to sit down. Literally everywhere you turn, there's an easy place to like chill and just talk to someone. Plus. Like what you were saying earlier, the app that they use oh, yeah. is fantastic for connecting with people and setting up meetings. You don't have to be in person with them. Yeah. So so don't buy the ProPass. Do not buy the ProPass. They may change this in the future so that there's more to more with it. If they do, may, maybe it's worth looking at. But if it's just a question of the industry networking lounge, don't do it. It's not worth it. I will say, and they haven't done this in a while, but there was a time where they were, I didn't actually do this. I think it was in Nashville, but they were offering some sort of like speed dating networking thing. Um, did oh, you I don't remember that? Yeah. It was like an extra hundred bucks. I absolutely would have paid for that knowing what I know now. Like that would actually be really, really valuable if they ended up doing something like that again. So if they, if they do have some kind of add on like that, like if it's networking focused, I would absolutely do it. Like if there's some kind of networking party yeah. that they're throwing or something like that, that you have to pay to get into, like just see what they offer. Cause they, they're kind of tweaking these all the time. So, so that's another thing too. Like, well, so I would say just pay for the standard pass. You get into all the mm. important things. There's a big party every night. The last night of the event, there's a huge party and there's free food, which we will get to like on food, saving money around food. But um, we're very excited about that part. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah this, is, this is the whole reason we're doing this episode. But, um, <laughs> but the standard pass will get you into just about everything. And if you're planning on going in the future, buy it first thing when those tickets go on sale. They're like – it's like 150 bucks, 100 they, they The price goes up every couple months. But it goes up a lot. Gets, <laughs> yeah. And then as it gets closer to the event, it really goes up in price. I wouldn't be surprised if the standard pass is – probably $400 by the time yeah. this episode goes up. Um, yeah. So get your get the standard pass. If you're thinking about going, get it when it first drops. And usually if you attend one, you get a, a link right after that. And it's usually... They give you like yeah. an even bigger discount. Yeah, it's like 150 bucks to, to get the standard pass. So I usually get it right after. Even if I don't go, I just get it. But uh, yeah, get the standard pass. It, it, you'll get into everything. Tons of networking. Just go around, talk to people. It'll be worth the money. Yeah, and honestly, like... So I this last time, I didn't go to a single like talk not a oh, i don't go one. to any of them yeah <laughs> I, I just want to emphasize like that is not what this is for for us i got the digital pass i intentionally got the the plus pass because i had the digital one and then afterward i went online like when i was having downtime in my hotel or whatever i went on and like selected a few of the things i wanted to look at later like a few of the things geared toward ai and i'm you know i'm big on ai so um i was kind of doing selecting a few of those and then when i got home i had this list of ones to do and then like a week later they put post the digital versions and that's all you need although i, I will say though there is a, there is something too like going to sit down in a place where there's a million other people that you you know why they're there like 
how to, you know, how to know how to hire an editor. Like maybe go to that one. Yeah. <laughs> and talk and, to everyone in the room. Yeah. Um, be strategic about these things. There are yeah, some, yeah, there's certain ones that you think, oh, I could use this as an opportunity to talk to people and get business. Definitely do that. But once yeah, you've been doing this that, a while, all, all of these panels that they together. do tend to be similar to each other. Like <laughs> YouTube might have a thing on like how to an audience engagement. Great. And then you go to the Patreon one, audience growth for Patreon. It's the same very many of these things just overlap. The information will overlap. And I will say, I will say almost all of them have some kind of hidden something. So like it's a lot of them are just like, Hey, look at me buy my service. Yeah. Get our tool. Like it's it, a lot. So take them with a grain of salt to on top of everything. Like that's the thing, but also just, yeah, go to, just go to every single, anything that's a party, anything that's like a people standing in the same area, do that. And don't be afraid just to introduce yourself. Like just be like, Hey, I'm Johnny. What do you do? Always ask. What do you do? What, what's your podcast about? Whatever. Get, get what do you your, do is such a good question because yeah. they will talk about what they want to yeah. tell you. Like, Don't it, say what you, you do. It, Let yeah. them talk first and then you can be like, oh, I do podcast production. I do editing. I, I'm an audio engineer. Whatever. So, Well, let's get to the yeah. uh, to the sweet, juicy morsel of this <laughs> well, episode. I'll leave, I'll leave this one to you because this is your brainchild. <laughs> so I'll just say, so we just got back in March from the Vegas podcast movement. We hung out a ton. We were like hanging out like the whole time. And when we were there, I was just complaining about, oh man, this is, food has cost me a fortune because I was eating at the hotel. You know, this one of the, the buffet was like 25 bucks or something yeah. and i was like geez this is really this is like the most expensive part is the food and you're like no no i have i figured this out so <laughs> so i'll let you i'll let you blow everyone's mind right i basically now. found the uh, immortal star from uh, super mario brothers <laughs> <You> <laughs> so what i same thing i was like man this is gonna i i had budgeted probably four to five hundred dollars on food and drinks and stuff like that because i'm just like this is what it's cost in the past it's almost expensive as the hotel is your cost so i was like wait <laughs> I have food, grocery delivery. Let me see if they'll deliver here to the gro- to the hotel we were staying at. So I looked it up, and sure enough, they would. So I went on and I bought. I had a couple sandwiches delivered. I had some like breakfasty things, like egg bites with like a, a piece of bread and some fruit kind of stuff. And because I got lucky, my they where we stayed, they screwed up my hotel. They checked me in under the wrong name, and then they upgraded me. So I had a, this crazy kitchen and. And uh, it was, fridge inside it was my ridiculous. Room. It was absolutely ridiculous. Was, there was a hot tub in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was awesome, though. Um, uh, so, yeah. So then I just basically stuffed this fridge with, like, water, fruit, vegetables. Cost me about 60 bucks between the groceries I bought and delivery. Not to mention, you were probably eating, like, 50 times healthier than you would. Oh, that too. Were. Yeah, definitely. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then basically what I did was I budgeted uh, once I was there and I unlocked this new way of like saving money and not stressing <laughs> myself out about food costs. I was able to budget for like a couple of lunches. Like we went to lunch with a couple group of the group yeah. of people. Yeah. Quinn who likes to listen to the podcast. We went with her. We met her. She's out in Philadelphia, I believe. And then I actually, we had gone to Omega Mart with a couple people. And one of them is pretty high up in a production company. And I ended up getting lunch with him the next day, just the two of us and picking his oh, brain. That's awesome. Just doing some stuff. So like I had, I could, now afford to like okay now i can eat out when i want sort of like when i'm back at home like i'm not gonna eat out every day i'm just gonna go out once a week or maybe twice a week if you have a reason to maybe yeah Yeah. otherwise i was eating in my room totally well and i will say on top of that you used i think instacart right you said so i'm i'm a dad like i have kids right so we use walmart delivery so we pay like a 100 bucks a year to just have groceries delivered to our house and i checked and I have yet to find a location that wouldn't that you can't get stuff delivered. Uh, and there's Walmarts everywhere. So even if they don't do Instacart, they probably will do like some kind of Walmart delivery. So that's that is a huge like it'll mind-blowing idea. Yeah, it'll save so much money. I'm not Cody is not wrong like the buffet 
which was good. It was great, but it was like Fine. yeah, thirty bucks or something like that for. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, it wasn't and that worth was, it. And, and like even there was like a Mexican restaurant inside there for a simple little taco plate. It was twenty bucks. I was just like, but that's the thing is they know they've, they've got, got you. you. So yeah. so this is an amazing like little little trick. And like you said, you can still go out to eat, but you can do it on purpose instead of because you have to. Yeah. And then on top of that too, I also got super sick the last couple of days there, and I really would have loved to like order some like Gatorade or yeah, <laughs> yeah, something. And, Cause I was like puking. So that was, that would have been really nice, but oh, dude, yeah, amazing. That, that is such a good tip. And I'm definitely going to do it like that. That makes me kind of go, Oh, maybe I could afford to go. Yeah. Like, if, I, if I'm, that might be the tipping point. Of I, I wasn't going to, gonna, I was not going to attend podcast movement in Denver this year prior to that discovery. Cause I was just like, I can't swing that those food costs twice in a yeah. year like it's just too much it's a lot, for not yeah. it being a, for not being on a vacation where it's like yeah this is like a work trip i'm like nah uh-uh. i hear you <laughs> and yeah. then i did that down there i was like oh well now i can't go it's gonna cost me 50 <laughs> bucks to eat the week i'm there <laughs> no kidding okay so then on top of that yeah. i also wanted to mention as well the difference between podcast movement and podcast movement evolutions you mentioned that it's a lot of evolutions is a lot of like kind of corporate people kind of industry like people like that but i would like to also put an asterisk on that and say for people like us I wouldn't really say there would be a significant like difference in experience necessarily. No, uh -uh. there's still tons of podcasters there. If you're close enough to just go to one or the other and you can go to evolutions, like just go to evolutions. Only reason I'm going to Denver is because it's close enough that the flight isn't crazy expensive. I, this is the furthest West it's been in a long time. They they did Dallas maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. That was was still kind of pricey. Um, but most of the time it's back East and I, it's just not worth it cost me a thousand dollars to fly out there. So jeez. Well, and I will say that's kind of another thing to think about. So don't just think about right now. Think about the fact that if you, if it's not really feasible for you to go next year, maybe spring for it this year, because then you're kind of spending two years worth at once or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next year's DC. And that is like, I'm not that is, that. that is an expensive, <laughs> yeah. expensive flight. And hotels are also crazy in DC. Yeah. So like, that's a really good point though, is that I think location actually does matter a lot. I'm not just going to go to every single one. And in fact, I probably would look closer to, evolutions next yeah year I, of that. I pretty much because i'm in california cody's in utah and it's not bad to go for me for certain and probably not for you because you're yeah salt lake city is a major yeah. flight hub vegas or la is pretty cheap and plus mm -hmm. my my parents my dad and his girlfriend live in la so i just fly into long beach and stay with them and then i oh, that's <laughs> for nice. a couple days and then i go up and stay at the hotel near the evolutions yeah. uh center so just make a choice of if you want to go based on like what would make you say like What's so, the tipping point with which where you should go or not go? So one is get your ticket early. If you're thinking of going, get your ticket early. Mm -hmm. It's going to be significantly cheaper. Get the standard pass. It's going to cost you maybe 150 to 200 bucks for standard pass. Then look at what f the hotel is going to be. Like uh, I went to a convention with a client a couple months ago in Utah in Salt Lake City. And so I stayed the hotel where it was at was a little more pricey than I wanted to afford, but there was ho plenty of hotels around there because it was the downtown core. Yeah. So I could get those e-bikes. I could rent an e-bike for like a buck to get over to where I needed to be saving me a ton of money. And then I did the hotel food delivery trick. You know, I got Instacart to deliver food, save me a ton of money. So my really big out of pocket cost was my flight because my ticket was comp because I spoke at the event. So like, look at those things like, okay, I could save money here. I'm going to spend a little bit more money on the hotel staying at Gaylord Rockies or whichever one it's going to be at, but I can save some money on my flight, my ticket, you know, but I will say, be, be optimistic, but don't be unrealistic. Like, oh, I'm just going to eat lettuce and like, no, get, from yeah. the, like, make sure you're actually able to, to do the things you're like, oh, and I won't go anywhere except for my room and I won't do anything fun or I won't. It's like, 
if you go to any of these events, like you're probably going to want to get like a couple drinks or get something, yeah. something like that. So, so like, just kind of think about that, budget that in and just kind of have that in mind. Couple yeah. hacks about that. So at the parties, you're usually, there's a party every night that's put on by one of the sponsors, like one of the like premier sponsors. Mm-hmm. You usually will get a drink or two for free at that. The last party of the event is put on by um, Spotify or iHeartMedia, one of those, one of yeah. those big ones. Everything is comped. It's usually open bar, and then they usually have catered food, so you can save yourself a meal. Go too. nuts on that food. <laughs> That's what I did. I, yeah. They had delicious like Tex-Mex at the event, and I just wrecked that place. <laughs> we, we went to uh, in, in Vegas. We were at a like a rooftop event where Paris Hilton was DJ. Oh, God, That's yeah. a whole no, that thing. was L.A. That was L.A. Oh, that was L.A. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. That was L.A. Um, and uh, yeah, same thing. I just, I was like, as soon as the pe- people came out with a new tray, I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> so, hey, hey, it's not being cheap. It's living within your freelance budget. <laughs> and, the, and it's like, it's literally designed to be like money makers for them, obviously. So like they're get, pulling in money from the sponsors and they're pulling in money from the event, the people that are presenting and the events and everything like that. So it's important to remember, like it literally quite literally is designed to suck money away from you. So you need to resist it as much as you can because yeah. they're going to make it really easy to just go yeah. way over what you yep. expect or go way over your budget or whatever. <laughs> so, but honestly, it is, I will say doing podcast movement has changed my career because I am just constantly meeting with new people that are kind of linking me with opportunities. I have multiple clients currently that I met at podcast movement in various different locations. It's, you just never know. we we talk about this all the time. You never know who's yeah. going to be that one that, that is really a game changer for you. So it, talking to everybody that you can is really, really great. As far as networking specifically, like we said, just go talk to anyone you see, like just talk to people, talk about them. Don't talk about yourself and they will ask about you eventually. If you want other networking tips, like listen to our networking episode parentheses s because there are going to be more of them Um, but yeah it's it's really great and i highly recommend anybody that is in our position to go as often as you can and if you can't go to maybe the main one at least like try to go to like evolutions or something like that i'm probably going to do evolutions next year because it's in la it's it's in la and also i've got another convention right here in Salt Lake city so i think i can kind of get you yeah, I'm excited. Well, for people who want to follow you, where can they do that, Cody? Yeah, so I'm on YouTube. Cody Crab Edits is where you can find me. I do tutorials and production stuff. Or you can find my website, CodyCrab.com, if you want to learn more about what I do or something like that. Or you want to ask me a question. I don't know. Uh, Johnny, what about you? Uh, you can find me at FloresPodcastProductions.com. I'm not really on social media. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that. Uh, if you yeah. want to shoot us a, a comment, a question topic you want us to cover if you think you might want to be a guest on the podcast let us know shoot us an email at podcast survival at gmail.com sounds you, good uh, guys we'll see you at podcast movement shoot us an email or something like that if you're gonna be a podcast yeah movement. yeah we'll, we'll link up love that bye